after what was probably the best win of the season on Monday night against the Brewers, the Phillies fall back to earth last night down at Citizens Bank Park as a good baseball team. The Brewers get back and take a victory from the Phillies winning 6-1. to one. This is Phillies today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Wednesday May the 15th, as we still have two games left in this series with the Brewers, and the first two have been split as, again, the Phillies on Monday night, a 7-4 victory, as we talked about yesterday, potentially the best win of the season, a game where they just kept battling back, down 2 nothing, then down 4-2, then tied, and just found a way to win, and the offense picked up Aaron Nolo, who didn't have his best stuff, the bullpen for the most part, picked up Nola as well. And the Phillies were able to fight and uh, and claw for a victory. Bryce Harper made a brilliant defensive play that saved the game. And uh, that would happen again yesterday, but um, it was not uh, not enough as the Phillies did fall 6-1 to one after the huge win on Monday. But two more against the Brewers, we said, going into the series. You hope for three of four, you'll settle for two of four so. The Phillies in good shape heading into the back half of this four-game series tonight. Jake Arrieta on the hill. We'll dive into that a little bit later. But looking back at last night as the Phillies, the 6-1 loss drops them to 24-17 and on the season. Still in first place in the NL East, obviously. Three and a half up on the Braves still hover. The Mets hopping into second place with a win last night. Now three up, uh, three behind. The Phillies, the, they do beat the Nats. The Nats just uh, have been horrendous this season, 16 and 25. But um, so anyway, the Phillies uh, still in first place handily at 24 and 17. Two more against the Brewers. But last night, a frustrating one as we had expected the Jared Eikhoff regression start to come at some point. He wasn't going to pitch to a Cy Young level like of, uh, of uh, numbers the whole season. At least we didn't think. And uh, we saw it last night. Uh, Eikhoff goes four innings, allows eight hits, five earned runs, only two strikeouts, two walks in there as well. Really killed by the long ball. The Phillies were down 5 nothing by the end of the third inning as Eikhoff gives up a three-run home run to Grandal in the second and then a two-run homer to Ryan Braun, who is the master of Citizens Bank Park. I didn't realize how good his numbers were. Uh, until Tom McCarthy and Ben Davis said it on the broadcast, uh, uh, over 400 batting average at Citizens Bank Park, and uh, he hits that bomb of a home run as Eikhoff, a frustrating outing. His ERA goes from uh, under one to two six five, or right uh, low twos to two six five. Still having a very fine season, obviously, but uh, you know he expected a, a rough outing at some point. This was certainly it. Austin Davis comes in and really um, walks a tight wire act at times, but, but pitches three really good innings and gets him uh, out of a jam there, saves the bullpen a bit. Edgar Garcia's pitches a couple at the end, too, um, as the Phillies not essentially conceding the game, but certainly not throwing out their best relievers in the game that they were down in. But uh, those guys did a nice job of getting through uh, five innings of baseball, only allowing one run. The Phillies get their uh, only run, Gene Segura, singling Nick Williams home in the eighth. That was it. They uh, got a little frisky in the ninth as well, but really just a game where they're completely shut down by the Brewers pitching staff. Brandon Woodruff was 
outstanding in the uh, starting role, six innings, only one hit allowed. He did walk five Phillies, but had really good stuff. The Phillies off balance all night. Then Corbin Burns comes in, pitches a couple, and then Jacob Barnes struggled a little bit at the end there, but gets through it. The Brewers give up, uh, pitching gives up no earned runs at least on the night as uh, there was an error that, of course, led to a run. But ultimately, the uh, the Phillies unable to really get anything going from an offensive perspective last night as they uh, only muster five hits all game long. And Reese Hoskins struggles a couple Ks. Bryce Harper walks twice but also strikes out twice as well as that seems to be the M.O. leading the majors in both categories right now, I believe. It's certainly the National League. So uh, the strikeout walk for Harper has been the, uh, the M.O., uh, Romuto goes over for just really unable to get anything going offensively. Segura, a couple hits. All that dude does is hit. Cesar chimed in with a hit. Franco hit and Nick Williams hit. But that was it as the uh, the Brewers bounce back, really able to stifle the Phillies offense that looked so good uh, the few games before. Um, despite the Eichhoff of regression, a couple other notes. One one thing, uh, Bryce Harper, I mentioned before, he did have a, uh, and we'll get to the Harper offensive struggles in a bit, as I want to talk a little bit about where we're at with Harper. As Matt Clentak commented on the struggles yesterday, we'll get to that as well. But uh, Harper, at least defensively, after the game uh, Monday night, makes a game-saving catch on a, Adam Morgan, gives up a fly ball to right field, uh, uh, I believe it was Moustakis, and uh, Harper makes a game-saving catch with the bases loaded. Uh, just an awesome catch that saves probably three runs, m- at least two minimum. And the Phillies obviously going to win 7-4, so that was huge. And then last night, uh, though obviously not in a, a game the Phillies were winning or, or close to winning, but Harper in the sixth inning just makes two amazing defensive plays. The first one was terrifying because he slides into foul territory, makes a great catch, but also slams his leg and his ankle into the side wall there, made a hole in it, as the broadcast pointed out. And uh, you're, you're terrified because he's limping at first. It didn't look like he could put weight on it. Ultimately, he stays in the game and then makes another great similar play only a couple plays later. So uh, really great defensively. Harper, however, uh, did comment on the injury after Scott Lauber tweeted out Bryce Harper on how his knee fell after sliding in the wall. Don't really know yet, Harper said. Feels a little sore. Um, he's waiting to see how he feels to wake up before committing to play tomorrow. Apparently Gabe would like to play him. But, I, look, I think I think there's no reason to not maybe give Harper a day off for multiple reasons. The, the leg can be the excuse, but I think Harper could use a day off, period, as he has just obviously been struggling so immensely offensively lately. We'll get to that coming up. One other note from yesterday, and obviously uh, we will dive into tonight's matchup. Jake Arrieta on the hill as, uh, as the Phillies will play two in a short time span against the Brewers. They'll play tonight and then back at it tomorrow for a day game against the Brewers as well. So a, a lot of baseball action over the next 24 hours for the Phillies. But um, before we move on, I, I just wanted to, to comment on what was again last night, and I've talked about this multiple times on this show and, and other platforms, but the umpiring behind home plate this season has just been horrendous. We have seen it on a consistent night-to-night basis. Umpires who have no 
consistency with their strike zone. The only thing consistent about them is that they're terrible. We saw last night some of the worst strike ball calls we have seen all season, and that is saying something. Reese Hoskins, who is normally very cool-headed, was getting angry last night. We've only seen that a couple times with ball strikes in him. It was just, it, it has been this uh, way all season long. We have seen just real issues with umpire. And, and I, I, I watch a lot of baseball across the league, and it's something that's a league-wide problem. These umpires on a night-to-night basis are not very good at this right now. It's worse than I ever remember it. I, I don't, look, you always complain sometimes about an ump here or there, but I certainly don't ever remember a, a season with the consistency of of poor umping as we have seen this season. Really, I'm I'm blown away by it. And I think we saw it again last night. And I think it's going to be a theme all season long because it's not like they're going to change the umpires. And, I mean, that guy last night was absolutely awful. Some of the worst calls I've ever seen on both sides. And, and this is not just a, oh, the Phillies are getting screwed thing. This is a, a across the board. It is... Um, it's, it's bad. It's bad for the product. Look, uh, uh, both the batters and the audience need to know what is a strike and what is a ball. And if you can't stick to that and call the same thing over the course of a nine inning or more game, I think it's a real issue. Uh, all right, let's dive into the Harper thing as, uh, look, it's obviously been uh, a major topic of conversation and a little bit later, we'll look at some of the stats on the team outside of Harper, but, um, Arbor obviously struggling offensively immensely and it's starting to, to be the question. And look, we saw what he'd done the last two nights defensively. We've talked about it. We've seen what he's done from a, a hustle perspective. He is not lacking for effort or try hard. And that's something that I think we should appreciate. But ultimately, look, Bryce Harper is is just flat out struggling right now. I mean, it is, uh, it's impossible to, it's impossible to look at any other way, right? I mean, Harper is, has just been terrible, especially over the last month or so. He's now batting 219 on the season. The OBP is still up there, 370 because of all the walks, but a 432 slugging percentage. That is definitely not good when you compare it with like Reese Hoskins, who, um, obviously he's having a really good season, but his slugging percentage is 578. You compare it to Gene Segura, who doesn't slug in the same way. He's got a higher slugging percentage at 446. You look at Cesar Hernandez as a higher slugging percentage at 459. Mike Elfrango at 439. So of the regular guys in the lineup, Harper has a slugging percentage that is lower than five of them. That's not good right now. And... You know, you look at the the strikeout numbers. I mean, it's it's pretty insane. He's striking out at over thirty percent of the times he steps to the plate. That is a uh, a real worry when you look at at you know the type of things you want to see from Harper. But I've said it before, and I'll say it again. And I know that there are going to be people out there who are just going to freak out no matter what. But this is the type of player that Bryce Harper has always been. And granted, this is an extreme, extreme example of a low nadir type point with a slump. But Harper has always been someone who has gone up and down from, you know, week to week, month to month as a hitter. That is the type of guy he is. He is streaky. He will get locked in and carry the team for a month at a time. And then 
he'll go through stretches of weeks at a time where he's not nearly as locked in. But as we've discussed many times, that doesn't mean that he's not valuable, especially from a getting on base perspective, scoring runs, being a catalyst offensively, someone who gets things going and someone who, regardless of if they're struggling, is is someone who a, a pitching staff has to account for and fear that he could hit the ball out of the ballpark at any moment. So uh, having said that, obviously, look, he's batting 219. He's striking out every third time he comes to the plate practically. I mean, that's that's it's, it's bad. But we're also on May 15th. This is a small sample size, and, and he didn't get a, a full spring training. I, I get that. That's not a, an excuse that I think can last for too much longer. But I also think that we, we forget about the human side of this, that this is a guy who at 26 has signed the biggest contract in – the you know history of baseball at the time and someone who uh is coming in with a lot of pressure on him someone who is uprooting his life and moving it to philadelphia trying to find a house he's got a pregnant wife there's a lot going on for bryce harper and that's not an excuse look you're a professional athlete you get paid a lot of money you have to find ways to navigate that type of stuff but i just think that that he deserves a little more time to navigate it before we really start to freak out about the performance and again, he's he's 26 years old. He has such a consistent track record of of greatness, or at least potential for greatness, in the major leagues up till now. And I don't see any reason that that just because he struggled over the last month that we should just completely abandon that. Especially when he's still getting on base. Especially when he's hustling. Especially when he's making plays defensively. I just. I think he deserves some time. Uh, give it some time, especially because this team is winning right now. Whatever he's doing, he's a part of something that's working. And and just think about when Harper is locked in, how dominant this offense can be, how good this team can be. Pat Neshek said the other day that he feels like they've basically just been average so far and they're in first place. So I guess that's pretty good. And and it, it feels very apropos. It feels like, yes, we have not seen the best of this baseball team. And that's still yet to come and yet they're still in first place and that's something that i think is is more a positive than a negative um all right more on harper coming up we'll we'll, we'll look at what matt clentak had to say why he like me is not worried about harper because again uh as i said i, I believe that that the track record is long enough for me to give him more rope right now as someone who will figure it out offensively and obviously still contributing in other ways to the roster and they're winning games but um, we'll look at what Clentac had to say about that. Look at some stats and, uh, of course, look at tonight's game against the Brewers with Jake Arrieta on the hill as well. All that is coming up in more. It's Phillies Today. It's James Seltzer. We're coming right back. We are back. Phillies Today, James Seltzer. Coming up, I want to look at some of the uh, stat leaders. Uh, we haven't done that in a little while here and uh, just kind of see some surprising names out there. As yesterday, we took a look at the standings in the NL East and around the league. But first, uh, back on the Bryce Harper thing is, as again, I think the big question we're going to start asking is, when is it time to worry about Bryce Harper? And for me, that time has not come yet. And and it's certainly one of those things that's somewhat subjective. There isn't a certain date that you say, oh, June 1st, that's when I worry if he's still struggling. But uh, I think it's the way they struggle, how it plays out and all that. But um, I'm certainly not at the point yet. Matt Klentak is not as well. This from an article on MLB.com. Klentak said, I don't have any concerns with Bryce. 
I do think we need to recognize that all players, including the best players in the league, are going to go through stretches where they're not at their best. True. Uh, he also says, Bryce has had these before, which is what I said. Uh, Clintech says, he actually had a stretch like this early last year, in fact. And what great players do is they work themselves out of it. And I think he's dead right about that. That's where I'm at, especially a great player who has had a track record of going through very similar types of slumps like this, even worse at times types of slumps like this, and bouncing back to being someone who is a, a major contributor. So again, not worried from that perspective, Clentac goes on to say, one of the things that I like about Bryce's style of play is that even when he's struggling offensively, he takes his walks. Huh, that sounds familiar. That's something I've been saying as well. Clentac, I agree with you here. I think that is, an again, it's one of those things where no matter how much he is struggling at the plate, and obviously you don't want him to struggle, but no matter how much he is, he's always adding something. He's never a complete zero, which which does matter. There are guys who don't walk like that and struggle at the plate, and they become complete holes in the lineup. Clintech goes on to say, and it's hard for players to really get into prolonged slumps when they have patience that Bryce, the patience that Bryce has. That's what we can see right now. Even though he may not be getting the hits he's hoping to get, he's still reaching base at a good clip and positively impacting the club, which is all true. Um, Clint goes on to say, I don't love the strikeouts offensively, but I think strikeouts when they're balanced out with a high walk rate are okay. I also think Bryce is going to strike. I don't think Bryce is going to strike out this clip all year, which I also agree with. Um, and then lastly, uh, he says, I look at the body of work in this guy's career is power. He takes walks. He hustles. Um, have we seen all those things? Yes. Does he strike out? Yes. And he always has. So we're all seeing all the elements of Bryce Harper's he's had in his career and we'll probably continue to see a lot of those things, Clintax said. And, and that's really what I've been saying too, and I, I just totally agree with him. I think you just have to look at this rationally, and I know we're in the moment, and it's frustrating to watch it every night, especially when it's the shiny new toy that we just paid the huge contract for and he comes in here and and obviously it started out pretty nice that first week but then you know ever since you know the first couple weeks of the season harper's really struggled and and i get how it can be frustrating to see that when we are a city in philadelphia where we are you know we 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 want things and we want it now we want our teams to be good and we want to hold them accountable on a night-to-night basis and it's tough to do that sometimes in baseball, especially with guys who are as streaky as Harper. And I, I just think that, like Clentag, the, the 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 body of work that Harper has is big enough and long enough for us to say, all right, he's going to break out of this, and when he does, he's going to be awesome. So that's what I'm saying right now, and, and it's going to be a little while longer before I'm, I'm really worried about that. Uh, all right, before we look at it tonight, I want to take a, a quick look. We haven't in a while looked at the uh, the stat leaders across baseball. As we've talked about Reese Hoskins being um, among the leaders in certain categories, but uh, has cooled off a, in a, a couple of those recently. But a quick look at just the major categories. Cody Bellinger still leading Major League Baseball in batting average. The National League uh, as well, obviously, is a batting 407 on the season, which is absolutely insane as he just continues to rake. Uh, also has 14 homers to go with that, which is one of the top totals in baseball. Jeff McNeil, the thorn in our side, has the second highest average in baseball, 352. Uh, I'm guessing most of that was done when he played us because all he did was get hits. Uh, surprising to see him up there, um, but uh, having a nice season there. Your, your AL leader, in average right now, Michael Brantley at 335. 
Um, and uh, uh, not a lot of the other interesting notes from the batting average category. Batting average, obviously, if uh, category the Phillies have not been quite as good at this season. Those Cesars started to pick it up there. Home runs across baseball. Two players with 16 right now. Christian Yelich having another MVP season. Obviously, we saw the RBI double in game one against us as uh, certainly a, a terrifying guy every time he comes up to the plate. As uh, it's hard to believe how good he is, but he is that good. And uh, George Springer also has 16 out in Houston. He's having a great season. Alex Bregman with 13 as well. The Houston Astros have a team slugging percentage that is over 500 right now, which is absolutely insane when you consider the best mark ever is 491 for a season. They are just absolutely raking as you look at that again. Alex Bregman and George Springer, 16 and 13 homers, two of the top four totals in all of Major League Baseball. And they are on the same team as the Astros have just been absolutely dominant offensively this season. Put up a, another 11 spot last night. I think double digits back-to-back nights. They've been great. Hoskins uh, with 11 homers leading the Phillies. That is uh, obviously five by Yelich, but still in the hunt, as they say, for that early home run titles. We are clearly early in the season. But Ree's also a guy we know can go on rolls when it comes to homers, as he did when he first came up. George Ringer also leading the majors in RBI at 39. Yelich right behind him along with Bellinger at 38. Hoskins at 35 in that race as well for what it's worth. Looking pretty solid there as, uh, again, both having great seasons. Uh, uh, as Bellinger and Yelich right now, I think you're clear front runners for uh, league MVPs if you picked one as they have both been just outstanding. From a pitching perspective, uh, looking at ERA right now, the, the tops of the leaderboard, Zach Davies of the Brewers, who we will see in Thursday's game, actually leading the majors with a 1.54 ERA. Uh, Hyunjin Ryu has a 1.72 ERA. Tyler Glass now leads the American League with 1.86 ERA, but he just went on the DL for four to six weeks with a forearm strain. So um, that one there is up for grabs at the moment. Zach Evelyn at 2.47 is uh, top 10 in the ERA leaderboards is the Phillies pitching has been, uh, has been much better than the, uh, the hitting obviously, uh, as of late, uh, when it comes to, uh, the starting rotation has just been so solid in terms of the statistics. Uh, obviously the offense is ultimately what we can count on, but just as of late, really the starting pitching has been so good before Eikhoff's outing the night before just been a, um, a fun staff to watch as they've really, Kind of pitch well lately. Again, Eikhoff was disappointing, but Eflin has been so good lately. And uh, look, Cole Irvin, who knows? We we talked about his start on Monday, but um, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see if he can continue to have some success after that first, obviously, really exciting. First outing. All right, looking ahead tonight, the Phillies and the Brewers game three as we uh, try and see who will have a advantage and a chance to actually win the series as opposed to just tie it. Jay Garriott on the hill against Gio Gonzalez back in Milwaukee. Gio had a nice start for them last inning, but of course, Gio was someone who was on the waiver wire till the season started. It signed a minor league deal with the Yankees, never ended up playing for him, ended up going back to the Brewers. Someone who the Phillies should be able to hit. Let's do this. This is a big one tonight. Jay Garrietta. On the hill, coming off uh, his worst start of the season, which wasn't horrendous or anything, but he's been really solid. You hope to see Jake bounce back after that. And, of course, the most important part, Bruce Willis throwing out the first pitch tonight. There's no way the Phillies can lose with Bruce Willis throwing out the first pitch. 
When was the last time we had a, a, a legit bona fide movie star come in and throw out the first pitch here at Citizens Bank Park? Very psyched for that. I am a big diehard fan. I think it is the best action movie ever made. So shout out to John McClane as he will take the hill tonight. I, uh, someone let me know. I will not be able to be down there whether he fires a strike in there or not. Uh, I hope he does. Actually, don't let me know if he doesn't. I'm just going to imagine that he does. Uh, either way, uh, with, Bill, with Bruce Willis now, the Phillies will have to get it done. And hopefully they will. It's a big one against the Brewers. Either way, we will be back to talk about that and a whole lot more tomorrow. So thank you for listening to Phillies today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network.